Welcome. Well, if you're watching, uh, we just wore the same clothes two weeks in a row. (laughs) (laughs) Foreshadow. No, we're just... I always have this... Oh, no. This isn't my typical outfit. I just said outfit like a chick. (laughs) This isn't my typical clothes. Hey, buddy. Our dog's here. If you can see Buddy, he's here. He's bothering me right now. But you got to chill out, dude. Okay. Um, Anyways, welcome to... Tim uh, and Lenny's podcast. Yeah, we don't even well, know. And I call it Lenny and Tim, so that's oh. funny. <laughs> Whoever says it says the other person's there name first. Go. It's equitable. Yep. And um, I was actually scrolling through a bunch of... There's like been tons of advertisements uh, in my Instagram feed. It's either Christian podcast or churches. Those are my two... Adver- or coffee shops. <laughs> I told you I'm playing the algorithm because I'm way interested in like uh, electric motorcycles and electric bikes. Okay. Like pedal assist yeah, and yeah. some of those things. Yeah. And so anytime an ad pops up yeah. for an electric bike, I will click the ad and go to the website. Just so you can get more Just ads. so that it feeds the algorithm. <laughs> and then I get more ads. Yes. And now I, it's like I'm shopping while I'm, but like not shopping yeah, to buy, yeah. but shopping to uh, expand my knowledge of what's out there. So funny. <laughs> I'm like consumer reporting. Yep. Yeah. And it does know. that. It's crazy because you'll get them from like, and I'm yeah. like, oh, I had no idea this was a brand and mm-hmm. that's a cool design and I yep. like that, but I don't like that. Yeah. Oh, and they're having a special right now and it's yeah. $500 off or whatever. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, tempting. Well, you see all the different brands that are out there. There's so many. Now there's so many really good electric bike brands, particularly. Yeah, the technology's getting better and all that stuff. The drives and all that stuff. Anyways, but I just realized, like, there's all these, and they all have these cool names. Uh I was like, the Bad Dads podcast. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, they're Christian guys. Like, whatever. Just all these different ones. Like, we have no name. We're so lame. We'll figure it out down the road. We have no name. We're so lame. That's the name of our podcast. Literally could be the name of our podcast. No, I'm just joking. That whole thing. That whole thing. Also (laughs) including, no, I'm just joking. Yeah. (laughs) That whole thing. And this. And this. And this. Oh, man. But today's topic is, I think this is one that I... And most insecure about, like a lot of my struggle with, here we go again, here I do it again, (laughs) again, every single time. People are checking to make sure they click the right, (laughs) the the newest one. They're like, wait, I already heard this. (laughs) Every time. Um, And, uh, but particularly this one, again, it's this idea of self-control. And I feel like this conversation is going to be very interesting. Um, We'll see. I'm actually not even going to look at my notes. Dude, I feel Um, like you are just coming into this, I feel like you are one of the most self-controlled people that I know. I appreciate you saying that. In terms of like, well, I mean, now I I don't need to like qualify that statement, (laughs) but like, especially when it comes to spiritual disciplines and, Mm. and like, think about the self-control to identify issues in your life and address them Mm. and repent and walk in repentance over things that's also that's self-control and i think that you are an amazing like example of that so as we talk about this i know there's like a lot of different we're going to go down some different avenues Mm -hmm. but when i was thinking about self-control i thought this is i was thinking this is the one tim i think has just Mm. like just really exemplifies i really do think that thank you for your encouragement in that i i so it's not what i've identified as Mm -hmm. um but as you're talking, you're saying that it's, it's, it's as I thought through it in this idea of self-control just in general, because I think that this self-control has been so weaponized by the church yeah, um, as well as the world, because you can um, put money behind this. 
Mm-hmm. This has been, there's, it's cur- tangible and it's tangible. Yeah. And so when you don't have a certain level of self-control in the area of eating or exercise, the way you look, all these things, you can monetize it. Mm-hmm. And the church then picks up on that vice versa. And yeah. they go, Oh, we use this to basically guilt you into or create identities and, and then create also, those things within mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah. And then, and that therefore then your response should be this. And I've been caught up in that machine mm. and I myself has fallen prey constantly to the inability or the it has become harder for me to discern the conviction of the spirit when it comes to self-control and the condemnation from the church and or the marketing from the world telling me I'm not good enough. Mm. And so it's only recently have I discovered and dis- beginning to discern the power of what you just said and having self-control that really the, the root of self-control that we're talking about, the spirit filled self-control one is produced by the spirit of God is faith. Like it's seeds of faith and it's trusting that the promises that God says is going to happen is going to happen and holding fast to those promises Mm. and, and, and being self-controlled in holding fast to those promises. Well, and like to take that a step further, this, I, this like kind of, promise or hope that or reality that um, the end result of self-control is not becoming a, con- a controlled person or someone mm-hmm. that it's actually freedom. Like mm-hmm. the end result yes. of self-control is freedom. True freedom and freedom from both the religious rules and the world's yep. uh, definition of what they think that should look like for you. Yes. Because it changes. Like the fat guys used to rule the world and they were the cool ones. Yep. You know, and then now all of a sudden it's like if you don't have a, a six pack, you know, you don't, you're not in self-control and you're not, you know, cool. It's dad like. Dad bod's coming back. Yeah, dad bod, thank God, is coming back. <laughs> but again, that's where I'm getting at. You're, like, you're swinging back and forth yeah, between there's what. There's no, there's no. But um, in, in, yeah, and that's. Standard, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so the standard's uh, subjective, not mm-hmm. objective. And so it's how do we as Christians, how do I as a Christian look to learn to grow in what Jesus talks about? Well, Jesus, what the, God, what the New Testament talks about self control, this yeah. uh, spirit filled, spirit fueled, rather, I like to say, self control. And what does that look like? And it's funny because reputation, it's, think about it, like the, the church is weaponized because it's so easy to look at things in your life where you look like you're out of control. So, yes. yeah. for example, me being overweight. Like, right there, you know, that's, that's your gluttonous. Okay, mm. yeah, you know, I don't want to justify that. That mm. is a reality of something I struggle and fight with regularly. Um, I have a foul mouth at times. I, mm-hmm. you know, this, I title this explicit, you know, it's this <laughs> subtitle because it's going it, to slip at some point. We've been pretty slip. good. I just so far. will one day, you <laughs> yeah, know, and, and you know, and I, you know, it depends. And I almost did know, it <laughs> just because, <laughs> just because, <laughs> just to drop it. Just to, yeah. yeah. And, um, and it, you know, and it's, Really trying to, and I begin, you know, and I look back in my journals talking about the, I, I'm complaining about not having self-control as I've daily journaled in my journals. Like, Which is <laughs> it's so far beyond self-control of me that, you know, I'm, I'm good about getting up to go work out. And like, yeah. I kind of like have a good routine where I work out and yeah. then as I'm cooling down, I have like a quiet time and kind of pray and, yeah. and, and prep for the day. But, um, I don't journal like that is like. And, and, and part it's, of it's just not a rhythm that I've built in that would yeah. probably be beneficial. And, I, and we've talked about this. I kind of just blun, blunder forward through life mm. and kind of just deal with things as they come yeah. and then and then let it go. And, and yeah. you know, so I don't – there's not a lot of holding on to things. So, like, I think about 
Um, gosh. And there was a lot I had to work through when I, like my dad passed away and like mm. some of those things, but like, um, I never journaled through that process or like, I just went out and skateboarded until I felt better, you mm-hmm. know? And like I worked out kind of internally without having to, um, to get it out on paper mm. or, um, you know, th- through different activities, that kind of thing. So, but because of that, I feel like I'm, I'm very, like, this is actually an area I really struggle in is like, I feel like I do what I, well, it's harder now with a child, but like for so long, I could do what I want, when I want, how I want, you know, like mm-hmm. as an adult, that's, mm-hmm. you know, just like within parameters and there's, you know, I'm not just like going crazy, mm-hmm. but like if I want to sleep in and, and not like if I want to not work through something, I won't, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I won't respond to promptings that require cons- consistent and a consistent application of, mm-hmm. of self-control, I mm-hmm. guess would be a way to say it. Yeah. So, you know, like, um, it's just a different lens to view it through, but yeah, when I, and I began to really think through this cause I, I, in my own life, like looking at what I was trying to measure up, what I thought self-control was and why I felt so much guilt and shame when I wasn't living up to these ideas. And, and I would swing in two pendulums. The pendulum mm-hmm. I would swing would be like, okay, here's my way I'm going to fix it. Here's yep. my 10 steps and check off, check off. And I'm going to, you know, and for seasons I could do really well at that and then seasons not do very good at that. And then the pendulum would swing to the other side of indifference or justification mm-hmm. or victimization. I think in my life, well, I just act out in anger like that and have lack of self-control because that's what I've always known mm-hmm. as a kid. That's how we grew up mm-hmm. or, you know, I was a victim. It's been so a hard week. Like, it's been, yeah. Even yeah. Just and, you like, just, and those yeah. are the two pendulums I would swing. And I began to think about identity. So I would yes. think about Jesus and this hit me like a ton of bricks recently where um, when we think of Jesus's character and the overflow of who people would say he is, even today, you know, he's a good man, he's kind. We just talked about uh, meekness last week. Yeah. Um, last week. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> We're so funny. Doubling that. up. Um, uh, you know, and that his character you was just heard really about weakness, the, meekness last week. Yes. <laughs> is the, is the quintessential like apex of like, he, he's known for these fruits, right? Yeah. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness. And he would have been, and he is the most self-controlled person that has ever walked this earth ever. Mm-hmm. But yet he had a reputation amongst the religious elite. Yes. And his reputation amongst the religious elite was a drunkard a glutton, mm-hmm. uh, a demon possessed. I mean, when I start to think through the ways and things that he was known for from his behaviors, from the outward appearance, from the way the religious elite who defined quote unquote self-control of the time yeah. was not fitting their MO of what they define or thought as self-control. I'm wondering how many more things in that I've grown up with of an understanding of like, well, if you're a godly man, this is what self-control looks like. When here's Jesus, who's the very definition of self-control, and he He's never like sinned, never sinned, but had this reputation amongst the religious leaders as not Being lack of, out of control. Out of control. It would be out of control. Yeah. The, the religious leaders like, what is this guy doing? Right. He's out of control. Yeah. Re- healing on the Sabbath? Yeah. Who does yep. this guy think he is? You're working you on <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah. Does no. he even know God's lies? Yeah. You know, you, you know, so yeah. I totally love the way that you framed like that idea that like outwardly to the people who had self-control down, mm-hmm. Jesus was the exact opposite of yeah. self-control. It's crazy to me to think that. And I began to really think then, okay, in my own life, like what are things that I've used 
from the church and or the world that I deem therefore then is more important than what God is trying to lead me in in that mm. moment and in that time. What he's wanting me to work through and grow through and trusting his process of growth in my life. You know, and I look back and I believe it was miraculous 15 years ago that I started picking up my Bible and journeying regularly. And that was the work of the Spirit producing self-control in that area in my life. And ultimately, we see in Galatians, it's like all areas in every aspect of our lives that right. he wants, you know, to have control over. Um, but that was one particular area that God, and I would say that that is miraculous. Like when mm. I talk to people who they struggle with it, I'm like, I hear you. And without Christ redeeming that area of my life, I... It wouldn't have that habit in my life. Like, right. and I could tell you. Well, and it's down. not a point of like, because I, I think the problem with weaponizing self-control the way that, or leveraging it the mm-hmm. way that the church has leveraged it and, and the or, world. or, or, or religion yeah. and the religion. world, mm-hmm. but religion and, 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 uh, those things, even in Jesus's time mm-hmm. with the best of intentions is that ultimately it gives me something to look down my nose at someone else for, mm, you yeah. know, it, it's a willpower self-control that yeah. creates legalists that, yeah. that creates, you know, of look, is it good to have a daily routine and time with, you know, time mm-hmm. in prayer and scripture and those things like, yes. Yeah. Like, I don't know if any, anyone would, do, um, would argue the benefit of that. Yeah. You know, like from a Christian perspective. Even non. I talk to non-Christians when they take time to just think. and Like meditate. Yeah. Or, yeah, it, totally. It does something to your bo- brain, your body. Yes, your there psyche. are like physio- physiological yeah. like reactions yeah. that like it's beneficial to mm-hmm. do those things. Yeah. And in some ways working out physically is mm-hmm. very similar. You know, the endorphins, the connection. Yeah, the well, and to it's. Read your own body and sense those things and being more in tune, you know with those like emotions and being able to be more level-headed, those types of things, there's benefits to those. Yeah. You know, and actually I, I don't, I just, I didn't just years ago, I learned that self-control or willpower, another way to say it, according to like, I think that the top layer, when we're talking about this, I think there's layers to the self-control that God is wanting to get deeper. Yeah. The very physical, like being able to say, I have thoughts on this too, but being able to say yes or no to that extra piece of pizza uh-huh. <laughs> that our, our bodies have a certain, it's a will, it's actually muscle in our brain, right. which is really weird. And there's psychologists argue whether or not you could work it out to exercise it, to, to make it stronger, yeah, to make it stronger. And, or if you don't use it enough, it gets weaker, but the others say you're just psychologists say this is, you have a finite amount. And that's so if it. you use it, you burn out and, and then there's, it, and then the threshold for being able to resist those for a period things. of time. Yeah. So and it has to kind of rebuild. That's why some people are really good at exercising for seasons and then they're just not. Yeah. And where other people are like, they're just athletes and it's insane. Yeah. So they have in that area of their life that they're able to have more strength in that. Uh-huh. And that's the big argument, whatever. But I think yeah. that there's, and I, I do believe that God gave every human that as a way to separate us from animals that yeah. we don't just instinctually just do whatever the heck we feel like that there is willpower in our ability to no i'm not going to punch you in the face right now you yeah. know even though i'm angry i have self-control to choose not to do those things yeah and, um and the other thought that i had in our my philosophical weird mind of mine is i really began to think about the definition of self-control that self-control is actually just controlling yourself if it is this instinctual ability to say yes or no or to the the driving just kind of like mm-hmm. non-instinctual force that everything i do is controlling myself mm. whether it's being out of control which is like eating for the definition of that today would be eating that extra piece of pizza mm-hmm. which i'm 
love to eat that extra piece of pizza. Mm. <laughs> um, but I controlled myself to eat that piece of pizza. That was a choice that I mm. did to pick that up. That's not unconscious. That is, I'm making this choice to decide to make my stomach hurt and eat this much food. Right, because it tastes good. And that's yeah, self-control. It, it actually is, if you really think about it. And and, and so, um, which is a weird concept to think about. Yeah. And even now, I think probably people are like, what the heck are you talking about? But like, if you genuinely are honest about this, and this is where yeah. I think the gospel comes to bear in, in redeeming self-control in this place that if I'm honest with, I am choosing now to take control because this thing is going to satisfy me in this moment, mm-hmm. take that bite or this outburst of anger and having a lack of self-control by screaming. No, I can controlling every word that is coming out of my mouth as I'm screaming at this person who didn't yeah. make my coffee right, whatever yeah. that is. Now, I've never done that, but I'm just saying people might have on the listening to this. I've seen right. that. Or we, yeah, we and know that, that it happens. Yeah. Culturally, not even just Christians, like culturally, that would be lack of self-control, weirdo, no, Karen, there's absolutely. what are you doing, right? Yeah. And so there's this piece where I'm like, no, that's not a lack of self-control. If we are honest about it. We are choosing to act in our primal, that dead sin nature state. Yes. And that's the thing that God wants to redeem. And it's not redeemed by doing more in the checklist. And it's right. not, it's not redeemed by me. I, I don't know. Like I keep thinking about like self-control. I think the, the problem with that phrase is the word self mm. because we bring it to us and we forget that it is a fruit of the Spirit. This is something that manifests because we are abiding yeah. in Christ, yeah. because the Spirit is working in us, mm-hmm. um, not out of our own, you know, kind of willpower. It's easier to talk about love or joy or peace, like how the Spirit is manifesting those things, but this fruit of the Spirit has the word self in it, yep. and I think it, it, le- it leads us to a misunderstanding that it's something that I have to, like the, the spirit's going to do all of the others, mm-hmm. but this one's on me. <sighs> yes. Right. Like, yes. And that's what like the church is almost built around it in some ways. Totally. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And, and like, it, what if, what if just in the pursuit of, and I think, you know, you came to this, well, I'm, you came to this conclusion a long time ago, but you've really been leaning into it for several weeks is this idea of like, it's just Jesus. Like Jesus is the answer. Yeah. Like what if the answer to self-control isn't understanding more about it, understanding, you know, X, Y, and Z or a, or a 10 point plan or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's when you press into the spirit and walk by the spirit, you will not satisfy the desires of the flesh. Yeah. Yeah. And, a result of that mm-hmm. is self-control, but mm-hmm. it's not like it's not you doing it. It's yeah. the spirit, you know, working within you as a as someone who's been changed. Can I say it like the new word is like a new self-control, new self-control, new self, <laughs> new self-control. Yeah, you know, it's this idea that as the spirit, and I love this word. It's weird as he grows in you. Yeah, right. It's this. It's this growing that is it gets larger and larger. Like basically, you're becoming. The Bible says we become one, right, with yeah. God. It's this growing, continually, like, as he gets bigger and bigger and bigger. The more and more control he has over us. So it's not my old nature controlling me. It is my new nature. It's a new creature in Christ that is doing. Because it's, I'm so It's like one venom, that, but good. Yeah! 
<laughs> anti-hero. Like, I'm thinking about Venom, like yes. kind of taking over the body. Oh, you think you were and like, then, the, like, yes. like, but he learns not just at one point it's like this versus this. Nope. And then at some point it comes together where it's like we're working together. It's two kind of separate. Yes. The whole movie's him thing, fighting, right? Fighting, fighting against that thing in him. And they do so much better when they finally just can go, work together. Okay, and, I'm going to surrender my will to yours. And there are things that apart Oof. from him kind of joining in Mm -hmm. they wouldn't be able to accomplish and there are things that that venom can't accomplish on his own can't accomplish on his own you know and like or could accomplish yeah so that there's kind of a a partnership because the holy spirit could do whatever the heck he wants that's right but that's right but he doesn't want to that's That's not how god because god's not if god was in the business Mm -hmm. of of perf of God's in the business of perfecting us, mm-hmm. not making us perfect. Yeah. Not yet. No, yeah. We'll see it, mm-hmm. but not in this lifetime. No, and I love that literally the picture I've been trying to, I, I don't know how I didn't think of Venom, but that literally is describing you putting words in a picture to what I've been feeling of like this idea of self-control. Yeah, just, The more like, we surrender to Jesus, the more we surrender to the spirit of God, the more and more it just takes over and it becomes our identity. This becomes who we are mm-hmm. and people may not always see it, but they see the effects of that. And that's mm-hmm. the vibes that we're talking about as we're putting it out. Ooh, that's so good. I'm going to go now watch Venom <laughs> and think, Bible teaching. Bible. That's right. <laughs> Such a weird that's a, good no, excuse to watch that horrible movie. Dude, just spoken like two <laughs> youth pastors. Oh, man. Oh, if you haven't seen Venom, don't. But it's just that it's like that. Or do, entity. whatever. Yeah, Who cares? It's just an um, entity that takes over. Yeah, he's kind of like the anti hero in the Spider Man universe. It's and evil, kinda... but not. It's weird. But in this picture that we're talking about, is it's fully holy. And it's, it, it, oh, it, yes, us, totally. That's the hope. Oh, like it's in the so best good. way possible. Yeah. It's so funny. It's so good. I love it. And it's not instantaneous like that. You know, it's, it's no, this is, it's a process. So Eugene Peterson put it this way in a book he wrote called The Long Obedience in the Same Direction. Mm-hmm. It's just this constant, ongoing walk and slowly discipling with Jesus is surrendering, surrendering, surrendering. It's in that place that he, in, he and it's in that Galatians passage we based this scripture off of the beginning part of it in chapter one and sorry verses one and two it says that we wait eagerly mm. for the day that he gives us with his righteousness in Christ yeah and that God gives us this righteousness that we have in Christ and it's we wait eagerly and I think that's the, that this idea that we're talking about of self-control is the surrendering and waiting eagerly for that thing to happen when it happens and in the meantime the we're we're not the pendulum moving from you know the religious rules and regulations versus like oh we just forget about it who cares we yeah. justify it hopefully gets smaller and smaller and smaller yeah. does that does that make sense when i yeah. say it like that and i think when i look at things in my life now i'm genuinely looking okay is this something that I, the world is telling me is a lack of self-control or the religious rules and regulations is telling me a lack of self-control because what God says is if I practice these things, the first part of Galatians chapter five, which is there's, I don't remember. There's right. Like, there's a list of there's like, like 12 like, things there that are pretty deep from gossip to sexual immorality, to uh, slander, to malice, to it's a anger. Yeah, and those who practice these rage. things. Yeah. Yeah, will yeah. not inherit the kingdom of God. Yeah, right. I, yes. That's exactly right. What he's saying. And I think in that case, the word there is key is like those who practice these things. Yeah. And, and conversely, I think the same thing is the same then with walking in the spirit. If you practice walking in the spirit, it's like which one are we walking on? Which road yeah. are we walking in and practicing? And I think the way we practice that is we surrender to Jesus, surrender to Jesus, surrender to Jesus. Totally. And um, because when we, and it's funny in this, in this Galatians passage, he talks about 
circumcision versus non-circumcision and basically saying, look, the rules or non-rules aren't going to save you. Right. It's simply Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Yeah, and, a- um, and I think like my insecurity is, well, then what's my job? Exactly. <laughs> what no, am I supposed to do here? <laughs> that's exactly the freedom that we're meant to experience. And that, and it literally Paul addresses it the next chapter. Yeah, it pulls all the wind out of your sails. Yeah, and he's like, listen, there's there's people out there who are trying to tell you that it's this way, yeah, and it's or this way, and it's literally their ego driving that. Yep. And that's both world non-religious and religious. And he goes, none of those things matter except for the sake of Christ. I boast in nothing but in Christ. Yeah. And that is like for me, I look if I can, I'm going to be completely honest. When I've chosen to walk in lack of self-control because I'm really controlling myself to not do either walk away from God and bring death in my life mm-hmm. and or walk in the light. That's the choice. And I have that choice because God has is given me that choice by the power of the spirit. Mm-hmm. Is that, 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 that it, and in that place as I've chosen that it's, am I, when I don't choose to walk in life and I'm walking in death, do I repent? Do I run to Jesus? Right. And in that running and that practicing of running, the more and more, the less and less I have to be repented and more and more it just becomes natural that that spirit and my choices are what he says later on in Galatians is to do good, to respond in love. Yeah. You know, it becomes, it becomes our natural mm-hmm. uh, reflex yeah. is, yeah. is I think the things that you practice are the things that become your reflexes Ooh. when when you can't when you're out of control. Yeah. Well, I love the way you just control. said that too. It's like that, and I just pictured skateboarding or you know p- playing guitar. Yep. Um, you know, it's awkward and hard at first. It hurts in certain yep. ways, and you trip, you fall, you mess up. Um, and if you compare yourself, you, you can get really discouraged. Yep. And that's I've done that so many times where I compare myself. Yep. And it's like no, no, just practice. Be faithful to practice and. You know, some of people have natural abilities in certain areas and you'll grow larger and yeah, faster and those than those and others and the Holy Spirit can move and work. And, you know, so I think that that's the right word. It's like, are we, and I, I'm thinking of the scripture where Jesus says um, to the disciples, your spirit is willing, but your flesh mm-hmm. is weak. In the garden. And I think that this Christian faith, if we're in a place where we are, our spirit is willing, but our flesh is weak, that's a good place to be. Those those people were used mightily for the kingdom and yeah and even if they weren't but like yeah. jesus loved them dearly and yeah. he's, you know and, and i think but i mean not in that moment and i think we allow moments mm. to define to define the rest of our future and it's that heart there that, mm-hmm. that i think that is the right heart the attitude yeah. is my spirit is willing my flesh isn't weak i mean my flesh is weak right and even paul in romans in the middle of romans is like why do i do the things i hate yeah why do I do the things I hate? And we think of him as one of the biggest spiritual giants outside <laughs> of Christ. And he's being very honest. Like I, the, the clash, it, it, I feel like I'm drowning in this. Yeah. And, and so often I get discouraged and then I, and then there's a tipping point that moves me from conviction to guilt and shame. Mm. And once it moves into guilt and shame, which like I said, both the church and non-religious are really good about guilting you because yeah. they want your money and, or they want your money. <laughs> <laughs> or it's much. just it's ego. Or on they want to control you, or they want to yeah, put you in your place, whatever it whatever, is. Yeah. Is that the, this is the natural tendency, and this yep. is just the world order that we live in. Um, and God warns us, and He opens our eyes to see it. But there comes to a point where that I feel like that razor between conviction and guilt and shame is so small, condemnation. Yeah, that I move pretty quickly, and I sometimes can't recognize because I'm so used to guilt and shame. Mm. What it w- and the fear is. Walking in the freedom, like you said earlier, and I love that. Yeah. How well, do we and walk that, in the freedom. When you made that statement earlier, I was thinking like, okay, like the difference between conviction 
and condemnation is conviction drives us to changes that bring freedom mm. and condemnation brings us to changes that that ensnare us or enslave us deeper mm. if if we are and sometimes it's condemnation that is the catalyst toward conviction that then brings us into like well i'm tired of feeling condemned I need to rest in Jesus and his work and be driven into the freedom that he has for yeah, me. Yeah. You know? So I don't think they're either of them are bad. No. I think it's how we respond to them. Do we allow condemnation to drive us mm. to enslavement, to mm-hmm. a system, to a whatever, mm-hmm. to a whatever? Or because ultimately what that does is it's like we say, Well, Jesus, what you did on the cross wasn't enough, so I'm gonna feel bad about this. Yeah. Therefore, then we become the God in that. Yeah. You, the sin you took on, um, you didn't take on this. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and feel guilty and shamed and, yep. and condemned for this. Yeah. And that's exactly where the enemy would want us to, to, totally. to get stuck mm-hmm. versus, you know, and condemnation can lead us to actually, I know I can identify I'm walking down that path that's not good, but I there's a conviction now that drives me deeper toward faith and repentance in yep. Jesus yeah. that then um, leads to ultimately to freedom. Yeah, you know. So, can I tell you a personal story on that one? Yes. So I was just recently talking to a friend of mine, and I, it's funny because you know you get together with certain people and you have it's it's awesome, it's a lot of fun, and this person had already set in their mind that they were going to tell me they're done, like with their faith, like they're just done. It's really. And so, um, you know, and their announcement to me was, I just, I, I'm not reading the Bible right now, you know, kind of a thing. Like they just, that's it. And, and it's interesting because, and this is a pendulum as they this person was talking, I'm picturing myself, you know, and, and I, I could see it and I'm like, I've been there where you were so fed up with a sin in like a, some kind of sin in your life that you then respond with religious activity. Mm-hmm. And then it's not working mm-hmm. and it's just not doing what you think it's supposed to be doing. And so you're fed up with God. Yeah. Hey, I don't know if you ever you done failed me. I tried. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, it's been weeks and I hear nothing because yeah. our motivation to get to it is to fix that thing. Yeah. And so the thing, the sin itself, which is the road to death, and we then introduce the 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 righteous thing or the religious thing to we try just and just take fix a that truck thing. route to death, and that's it's it. the same road. It, it literally just splits onto the, it's a truck route. <laughs> now it goes yeah. like the truck route to death, and and in that place, when I said to them, I said, "Yeah, okay, good. I'm glad you're done with both." Yeah. Bird. Like in their face, I said, "You need Jesus. Like this is an opportunity for the gospel." Like. What you did, yeah, is wrong. But what you did to try and correct it was, was also, also wrong. wrong. What? what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm like, have the freedom in it for a season to not feel like you need to read your Bible right now. Because if you're reading your Bible to try and fix this issue, it's not, it's not what it's for. It's not going to be held. You know, and, this, yeah. and it was, you know, it, and it was so freeing to see that. I said, don't, this is, we moved from this place of condemnation to guilt and shame. Right. And I can fix it on my own. And all Jesus wants from you right now is to rest in his arms. He loves yes. you for who you are. And he, and will you trust him, that Galatians, to impart yeah. his righteousness to you? Is it enough? Is what <sighs> Jesus did on the cross enough? Yeah. Because yeah. when I when I respond to conviction or condemnation, 
you know, depending on whichever way you frame it or interpret those feelings Mm -hmm. that drive you to change, Mm -hmm. if I respond in a way that pile, that does not lead to freedom in Christ, Mm -hmm. that does not lead to glorifying Jesus Mm -hmm. for his work in redeeming, in redeeming me, Mm -hmm. then, you know, and I said it before, it's like, it's like then what Jesus did wasn't enough and I still have to do more to make up for it. Instead of just going, wow, I can't believe, like Jesus deserves the glory. Mm-hmm. And when I start, if I go read my Bible to fix this and it fixes this, yeah. who gets the glory? Yep. Me for having done it. He's you got know? two thumbs and a big ego. Yep. And, and it's bigger now, <laughs> this guy. You're right. And yeah. so like, no, like th- praise God for his silence in those moments and yeah. the frustration that he lets us live with because he's not answering when we're when we're crying out to him <clears throat> look and i use this example already before too but like um in this context it still applies you know ask and it will be given to you knock seek and you'll find mm-hmm. knock and the door will be opened right and this he says if you who are evil which of you would if their son asked for bread you would give him a serpent right if you who are evil know how to give good gifts to, to your children, mm-hmm. how much more will your God in heaven give to you? Yeah, and it goes back to the promises he has, right? In James, it says, if you confess your sins to God, you're forgiven. If you confess yeah. your sins to man, you will be healed. Now, that healing, we want it to happen instantly. Yeah. But the reality is we don't know how long that'll take, but that's the promise. But sometimes, like, we're asking for bread, yeah, and God withholds it because he knows it's moldy. Mm, okay. And instead he waits mm-hmm. and in in our kind of faithful trusting of him, sometimes what he has in mind, mm-hmm. not sometimes, all the time. Yeah. What he has in mind for us is better than what we had in mind totally. for ourselves. Yeah, and the picture It's I, different yep. and it's probably and sometimes it it's physically worse mm-hmm. or circumstantially worse mm-hmm. or the worst, but for our spirit it is the best possible thing yeah. that could happen. And an attribute of God, one of my favorites is, uh, you've gone through uh, D- Pastor Dave's discipleship mm-hmm. material, and yeah. one of those is the attributes of God. And mm. I think, you know, we got caught up a lot on, not that we should, shouldn't, should but, like, we love to talk about him being omniscient mm-hmm. and omni- omnipotent, like those things. Mm-hmm. The last time I read through those and kind of chewed through those, I found that, like, for the season of my life, my favorite attribute of God is that he's wise. Hmm. And like, that's kind of like an odd one to lean into, but it brought me so much comfort because wisdom is looking at a situation and, and acting on it with the push pause. Oh, Hey John. All right. So, did you hit pause? You're gonna, oh, you're gonna break it. Okay. Favorite attribute of God yeah. is wisdom, mm. because it's it's looking at what are the outcomes mm. and choosing the best 
possible outcome for us mm. or, or being able to discern the, the outcome, at least in our circumstance, that brings us closest to him. Mm-hmm. And I know that personally in my life, I've, I've experienced that like with losing my dad and some of those things. And I go like, how could, how could anyone lose a parent in, in eighth grade at 12 years old? And, um, and be able to look back and go, that was the, one of the worst things I've ever experienced. It was just awful. And it ruined my plans for my life and, and everything that I thought life should be. And I think my family can agree with that. Um, but I can't imagine it a different way. It's not better. I mean, it's not, there's nothing that kind of replaces like if I were to have my dad here. Um, but I don't, I don't know if there, it would have been any other way. And I, for sure, I guess in the bigger picture would not have been brought to a place of faith Mm. that I needed, that I needed to experience those things in order to be brought through the faith. So we talk about God's sovereignty. And I think we do a disservice when we talk about God being in control, Mm. when we ignore, or if we leave out the part that also says that God is also wise Mm. and in his sovereignty and in his wisdom, when, because those are working together, and in all of his attributes and his omnipotence and, and omniscience, like um, he is able to see the best possible outcome, mm. not tomorrow, but 40 years from now. Yeah. He's able to see an outcome that moved me to Southern California, that moved me to meeting my, you know, meeting my wife to a little girl that I have at home now that, you know, like there's just, there's this domino and I, it's look, I don't want to get into like, well, if he's sovereign and like how, how much is he really influencing? And like, I'm not, I'm not prepared. I would, I willingly will go down that path, but I'm not really prepared to, or think that that's a rabbit trail worth pursuing tonight's discussion, but I'm open to it, um, to, to chewing through that. Um, but what I can say, and I can say it for myself, which I think is probably the most tangible, um, but also friends that I love that I have watched go through horrendous, horrendous, difficult circumstances that stand on the other side and go, I hated every second of that, but it, but it was worth it for the faith that I have for the faith and, and the depth of the relationship that I have with God now. Mm. And I think that we forget that God is better than anything on this earth. And so if yeah. there's anything that's going to drive us further and deeper into a relationship with him, mm-hmm. it's better than anything else that we could have that mm-hmm. we could have attained, you know, having not had to walk through those circumstances. Yeah. And so it's so like a spirit fueled self-control mm-hmm. is trusting God in all of those situations. Yes. And that that is a, a surrendered life, this self-controlled filled life. It's yeah. not just this. Because I I love what you're saying. Because earlier I said the church I think is weaponized, not just the church, but cultures weaponize this idea of self-control. But I also think it's become an idol too. Totally. And that therefore then our search for self-control, yeah. and when we can't reach it or attain it, what we therefore think the the world or culture or church is saying is self-control. Yeah. But there's something supernatural that has allowed you to have self-control in moving you towards trusting God and yes. holding fast to Him and trusting Him in the pain and the suffering. And that, that is way more fruitful in your life mm. 
than learning how to eat one less piece of pizza or go do a handful of more push-ups. Yeah. You and know, you know, it's like this kind of self-control is subtle. Yeah. And there's, I mean, it's hard because self-control is such an external measurable thing that we, you know, like we have, I mean, you, you, there are people in the church that have been in the church for years and years and years and years Mm. and are the most spiritual Mm -hmm. or like Mm self-controlled, spiritually disciplined people Mm. in the church that God thank you so much for them. Yeah. But just because they haven't skipped a day reading their Bible in 50 years mm-hmm. could show up. And if something's not the way they want, treat someone horrifically mm. within the church. And we go, you know, we kind of sweep that under the rug because the measure of their faith has yep. been, has been their external mm-hmm. things. And it's not that those are bad, but Look, your your age or your external things that you are doing mm. is not necessarily a mark of maturity, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily a, a mark of discipline. Mm-hmm. When, if I don't have the discipline to lovingly mm. approach someone in the church, mm-hmm. to lo- uh, you know, so like there are some bombs that need to be dismantled with that. And, you yeah. know, like well, I'm I, not really singling anyone out, but I know that they're out there. And I, I, I would, I think that the church's definition of what we've picked and choose is valuable self-control versus what isn't. And mm-hmm. we've, we've, we've literally both in culture and in religion and non-religion, both have set standards of what is acceptable self-control, what is not acceptable yep. self-control. And unfortunately there's certain self-controls that if you are good at those things, it trumps others yeah and i think that the layer and like you you hit it you nailed it really deeper it's a deeper layer than these behavioral self-controls it's this deep deep thing in your soul do you hold fast to the promises and i think through jesus's temptation in the wilderness like Mm -hmm. when jesus was tempted to sin his form of self-control was relying on the a spirit-filled self-control was relying on the promises of god because that's what satan confronted with jesus each time no my identity is rooted in christ in god the father here's the promises i hold in scripture Mm -hmm. and that's the subtlety here and it wasn't religion he didn't point to all these rules and laws blah 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 blah, and look at how good i am and all these things he didn't say those things and he also didn't justify or culturally try and make it relevant or any of those things and ignore it but dealt with the realities of being confronted with satan said here's the truth that's it it let and it speak for itself to this and whatever happens with this i trust my father with all yes. of it and when satan tempted to shortcut the journey of the hell that jesus was going to have to go through he's like no we're going to hold fast to the truth because mm-hmm. that subtle base note and that's this spirit-filled self-control we're talking about yeah and it's not just and, and again it's so hard it's like a sometimes it is if you are sometimes it is if you are living out of control yeah and you've been changed Stop living out of control. Yes, yeah. Like, yeah. They, like change. Yeah. There are those big changes. And I think sometimes, I genuinely believe this, that there's sometimes there's areas of our lives that is out of control. Yeah. And that God hasn't yet fully healed yet because that thing, there's that's not the actual thing that's the problem. It's deeper. And you haven't yeah. gotten to that deeper layer yet. Yeah. And that God allows those things in our life to almost keep us from going deeper in 
death, deeper mm-hmm. and way more destructional death. I remember talking to a friend of mine, and oh, I'm not going to go, but I, I genuinely I think through it. I'm like, it's not a justification. Again, God's not going to tempt us. Mm-hmm. That's what the Bible. He's like, he's right. you know, but he's. Uh, um, uh, there is a, a testing that he does in our, our yeah. lives, and we're to test ourselves, test our faith, and these types of things. And and it that takes self control, you know, to be like yeah. you said earlier, like hey, open, honest, like really look to say I chose to do these things. That's yeah. that's choosing to go, man. I'm going to be honest that I chose, you know. Yeah. Man, but sometimes this, it's choosing to respond in faith. Yeah. Really subtly. Mm-hmm. And it, look, I can't, I can't identify it for anyone. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. You kind of just have to be aware enough of yourself yeah. to look at it and go, wow, like I've really been struggling with trusting God mm. in X, Y, or Z. Yeah. And your call is to respond faithfully in X, Y, or Z in the way that you're feeling called. And if you have, if you have X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. and right now you're just feeling a tug to work on X. Yep. I mean, don't go crazy on Y and Z. That's good. That's but you good can way. leave them alone. I mean, just, yeah, you know. Yeah, that, that like, scripture popped in my head is James where it says, if you know what you're not supposed to do and you don't do it, that's a sin. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of, you're scratching on that. It's like, hey, you know, there is things in your life. Like I'm looking at things in my life where Jesus is like, get better at that, you know? Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's Jesus. Again, I'm trying to discern some of these things because there's things in my life where I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm, again, I, yeah, but, I, well, I'm even if to... even if it's not like explicitly kind of God manipulate, not manipulating, but kind of like like leading you into that, if you're experiencing that, can God use it? Oh, totally. You know, because He could use it in all these other areas in your life. Yeah, so not, exactly. Yeah, no, and that's and that's where again, if, are you being cloaked and covered in guilt and shame? Because once you start yeah. walking down that road, it is not the spirit of God leading you. That yep. is one hundred percent the the religious systems and or the culture telling mm-hmm. you you're not good enough. You've been bamboozled. That's it. You yeah. know, and so it's running back to that point where like, okay, where's that point where I'm not walking in guilt or shame, but walking in what you talked about this freedom, which comes through repentance. It's a gospel yeah, lens too. That's it. You know, and, and looking it's at always looking at our the behaviors, gospel. our actions, our motivations through this mm-hmm. lens of grace, through the lens of I love you, you are a new creature in Christ. And going back to the word where your spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak, mm. it's leaning back into, okay, if my spirit's willing, let's trust the venom thing, you yeah. know, the spirit to start to grow and move. Yeah. And it's in that surrendering. And a good way to take that pulse is um, for a Christian is um, does this lead to glorifying Jesus? Ooh. In the freedom that I'm finding, and and even Galatians talks about or in about the change it, that I'm experiencing, loving one another. Yep. The, the outflow of this is love for one another. And yep. that, you know, it, it, he said that the, the all the commandments can be summed up in love for mm-hmm. the other. You know, and that's that's laying down your life for the other. So, mm. um, dang. I don't even know how we're doing on time. This uh, is so good. I mean, yeah. This is that self control? I mean, that's this is. I think I I, I I there's so much more I could go on, but I don't I don't need to. I think this is for me. I, I stirred enough in my own mind and my own heart that there's a lot of things that God is bringing to the surface in my own life mm. of where I'm throwing it up against the gospel, not the lens of religion and not the lens of the world and what they deem as what should be self-control. So I'm not being should on, (laughs) but simply going, okay, Lord, what are you, I'm going to come open handed to you, give it all to you and run to you and see what it is and trust. Wait. I love that word in Galatians expectedly, right. Mm. For that righteousness to be given to me. And that's, that's the place I'm going to be. And I think that is from when I look at all of scripture being surrendered is the best place to be. 
surrender to God. Like, mm. And it's from Genesis to Revelation, it's being surrendered. Do you trust me as the tree of life, or are you going to have to try and take that bite of the tree of knowledge? You can take control yourself. Mm-hmm. And so often the self-control one, like I said, it's it's easy. To, it's the most identifiable from the world and dealing with ego and dealing with insecurity the most, I think, out of all of them. And I could be wrong in that. Um, I don't... I, I don't know if I am. It depends on how you want to, <laughs> you know, um, what light you want to put it in. And uh, is, is But it I'm finding on. that it should be the least, mm. um, uh, really, because it is rooted in that, uh, rooted in that new life in Christ, you yeah, know. Yeah, and just the freedom in him. Yeah. So I'm going to wrap with uh, final kind of verse, John 8. Um, Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, as Buddy Borks in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So think about the free, like abiding in the word. Yeah. Jesus using the word in the in the uh, in the uh, desert. Yeah. And and knowing the truth, the truth will set you free. And uh, they answered him, "We're offsprings of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How can you say that you will become free?" And Jesus says, "Truly, truly, I say to you." Everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. Oof. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. Mm. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Amen. And like. That's it. I, I just think it's so cool that like we've been set free. Like yeah. it's done. Now live free. Live free. You've been set free. Now live free. <laughs> You know, yeah, and uh, and we don't do that. We allow ourselves to pile religious systems, or mm-hmm. like we buy into systems of the world and those mm-hmm. things. We're we're not experiencing freedom, and of course you're going to be drained, empty, mm. even if you've been checking off all of the boxes at church. Yeah, yeah, and the church doesn't intentionally do that, but the church is an organism and an organization, yeah. and needs to get stuff done and needs people to do those things. Yeah. And there's like cultural and whatever expectations on and through the church yeah, yeah, yeah. that then we come to align with mm. that is, un, you know, intentional or unintentional f- with the best intentions mm-hmm. can jack people up. Yeah. And so I think that like the truest self-control that we can experience is that which leads to freedom mm. and the means of which is abiding in the word. Yeah. And knowing that the, if the sun set you free, you're free indeed. Amen. So be free to be controlled, be self-controlled. Preach it, brother. Let's go. Amen. Let's go. All right. Well, we got one more week. We're going to do a wrap-up week. I find this last, I think it's been 10 weeks we've been dis- dissecting these, that I think it would be I can't wise. we're done with the series. I can't believe it either. I, I want to like have, what I'd love to hear from you if you hear this, like a testimony. I have one person actually shared a personal testimony we could share. Yes. So I'll share one from last. Yeah, uh, and give us the okay to do that. Or don't and just say, hey, don't share this, but yeah. this yeah. is what I experienced. Yeah. yeah, and I would love to hear from you guys. Um, if not, I know I'm going to share some more. I know you do just to dialogue it and we'll introduce to our next season next week. Um, We're kind of stirring around some ideas that we have with that, Um, but we're not done. I think we're just getting started. No, we're just getting started. No, bad. I'll stop. Um, But scratching the itch. Yeah. We don't know what itch is next, but we're going to figure that out. Is it, is it more faith based? I mean, it's always going to be because of who we are. Yeah. There's going to be that element. But, I mean, we're talking about maybe talking through favorite albums or songs or, like, I don't know, just, like, 
continuing the conversation, continuing to be real with each other yeah. and, and just talk about faith and life and yeah. like kind of maintaining that essence. But um, going wherever the wind may take <laughs> us, you know, wherever we feel led to, to do that. Yeah. And, um, well, anyways, we love you guys. May God's grace and peace be with you. Mm. And we'll see you guys next time. Amen. Ugh.